Hi, this is Pastor Greg, host of the Chosen Generation radio show. In July of 2017, I was in a catastrophic car accident, and I broke my neck, the base of my skull, my back, my ribs, and both legs. As you might imagine, getting a good night's sleep has been a real challenge. Well, then at CPAC in 2019, I met Mike Lindell of MyPillow. Mike wanted to help me to get a good night's rest and introduced me to his pillows, his mattress topper, and his Giza cotton sheets. I can tell you they really work. And Mike has authorized me to offer you a special discount on MyPillow products. Call 800-662-9236. That's 800-662-9236. One more time, 800-662-9236. Use the promo code PastorGreg. That's Pastor Greg. Or you can use it at the MyPillow website. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, RadioLawTalk.com. We're having fun here for third hour of Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny. Welcome, those of you who are just joining us. This is a radio show about just about everything about the law other than something that you're going to use. So it's just more fun. We talk about general topics of law. Uh, we tell you seek local counsel. Don't uh, use us as uh, legal advice unless you're talking to your in-laws at the dinner table. We always say that's important. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO or 855-529-7234. Can, can I give a general legal principle sure. that is not advice, but it's something that happens in criminal cases, and it's come up. it come, came up in the case that we talked about at the end of last hour, but... I get a lot of people that react negatively when somebody who's charged with a crime pleads not guilty at arraignment. And folks freak out about that. Like, how could they deny that they have done this? The evidence is so overwhelming. Folks, this is why people plead not guilty at arraignment. At arraignment, you have two options. You can either plead guilty or no contest, on the one hand, or not guilty. Now, why would anybody plead guilty or no contest before they have been given the information from the prosecution that is going to be used to prosecute them? Nobody would. No lawyer in their right mind would have somebody plead that. And you don't get that information until after the arraignment. So the only way you can get the evidence is to plead not guilty. It's not necessarily denying. It's like saying, time out. Can I see the evidence that the prosecution has? Then you can work on a deal and resolve it later. People freak out when they plead not guilty at arraignment. It's not a big deal. There, I'm going to get off my soapbox You feel feel really good. I I can tell you feel better. I feel better. Well, you know, since we were talking about Maxwell last hour, and a lot of people were freaking out because she pled not guilty. Of course she did. The attorneys wanted to see what the evidence was, and they can't get it till after arraignment. So So very rarely does a client come up and say, look, Todd, you know what? I did this. I just want to plead guilty. I don't care if they have the evidence or not. I did the crime. Let me go do the time. Does that ever happen? In a low-level misdemeanor case, absolutely. I used to do misdemeanor arraignments. Fishing in a pond. Yeah, they, yeah, they come in. I'd have somebody come in. They're, they're, they get popped with petty theft from a, from a, a you know, local convenience store. They come in, and I said, well, you know, look, 
we're at arraignment. If the defendant wants to resolve it today, here's the offer. Uh, plead guilty. Take the theft class. We call this deferred entry of judgment. You take the class, come back in 90 days, we'll dismiss the case. You want to do that? Absolutely, I want to do that. Boom, done, out of here, next. And we don't have to worry about that guy or girl until it comes back. Low-level cases, yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen somebody on a felony show up and plead guilty at arraignment. Never and they seen shouldn't because yeah. there could be a deal in the works, too. And or you, there might be you, some – they might not have the evidence to yeah, do that. That's the exactly. That's the big one. I think the attorney is opening themselves up for malpractice if they suggest that, because let's let's face it. There are a lot of issues that have nothing to do with guilt or innocence necessarily that have to be worked out. Was there a constitutional violation? Was the Fourth Amendment violated when they got a search warrant or when they pulled the suspect over or they went and they procured some of this evidence? All that needs to be looked at. That's awesome. So Great, great, great so, insight. Thank sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. That's I'll why you listen to Radio Law Talk. That's why Radio Law Talk. I'm just going to sit down and be quiet. So we're today, we're also going to, this <laughs> final hour, we're going to talk about Valerie, Valerie Harper's Emmys. And 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 you're right, Denise. We were talking about the uh, the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case before, uh, and Miss Hamilton. You want to bring up the Weinstein, an issue about Weinstein. We're going to do that right after we do the cow's favorite thing to stump us in case or no case. Now it's time to play case or no case. For the record, Your Honor, my favorite thing is just to be here and do the show. But anyway, if, if case or no case is a part of that. So now I'm going to take you to Oroville, California. British citizen Spike Gibbs and his mates, Peter, and the other guy called Yank because he was an American, worked in Oroville, California. They had a tar bucket like would be used for blacktop repairs, and they had a good product, hustling older people. Gibbs went to an elderly woman's house and said he noticed her driveway was in need of repair, and it was just the day to do it. And as a sheer coincidence, he just finished a job up the road for a neighbor through his employer, Sierra Nevada Paving, and he had some leftover blacktop. And if she'd give him just 500 bucks, he and his mates would could do the job right now. Well, Lou Ann Coy knew a bargain when she saw one. She said she didn't quite have... He said, uh, what do you, let's do this. Uh, and or, or did she? He went out there and did the job and came, knocked on the door and said, I didn't quite have enough material to finish the job leftover. So now, if you want me to finish the whole job, it's going to cost you another $1,000. Mrs. Coy was gobsmacked, as they say in Britain, refused the rest of the repair, and sought counsel. And so I ask you, Denise Dirks, is this a case or no case? If it is a case, what is the outcome, if you please? This could be like a bait and switch, right? Yeah. Basically. Could be several things, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's out of Oroville, California, so that means there's a specialized law. Yes. yes. You're overthinking it. Um, no, I'm not overthinking this at all. This is definitely a scenario, but it is not a case. Okay. That's a that's a good good reply. And uh, Mr. Penny, what oh. say you? Is this a case or is it not a case? And if so, what was the outcome? I'm telling you right now, I had this pegged from the beginning. And unfortunately, I have to follow Denise. Every time Denise and I do it together, uh, we, we decide together, whereas it, we always lose. So that's, that's it's like we just it's like we I want to agree with you but statistically we're going to lose Denise. <laughs> so this is a clear scenario. The numbers don't lie. And this is like these <laughs> these gypsies that come and do this. They, this is not unusual. Um, 
and I think this is a scenario, but it's not a case. I have to agree with Denise, and that, and that's exactly what they do. They, oh, I can't quite mm-hmm. finish it. Give me the 500 bucks. And then actually my father was bamboozled by someone uh, uh, when he was getting a little bit losing his mind and lost quite a bit of they money. They took advantage of it. They huh? took advantage of it. Actually, they were tied in with a company, and by the way, uh, Little did they know, their boys are lawyers, and we went after them. Well, I mean, and, oh, they came back, oh, we're sorry. These guys are always tied into a company somehow. Yeah. That but legitimizes it's funny. They the said, yeah. they said, yeah. They said Sierra, and you don't want to disparage Sierra. I don't know if there's such a thing, but but they claim they worked for a legitimate company like that? Correct. Okay. Yeah, pretty, pretty normal thing. Yeah. Mr. Kunin, what say you, my friend? What was the service to be provided? Seal off, repair a blacktop driveway at her house with some leftover tar from a similar repair job up the street. And the original estimate was how much? 500 bucks. Okay, this is a case, and she wins, and here's why. Because $500 is a unique sum in the state of California. You don't need a contractor's mm, license yeah. for anything over the under the amount of $500. And when they quote $500, they're probably okay with that. However, the minute they came back and said, we'll need another 1000 now it's a $1,500 job for which they needed a contractor's license. She complained to the contractor state licensing board, and that's how they got nailed because their greed actually set them up case she wins all right it's, it's not a i don't think it's a court case i think it's a an administrative case but something was adjudicated so you're saying favor. it was not a court case this is very important i want to know um no no it was a court case i'm thinking back to it was a court case because they they have to refer those to the local district attorney who then has to prosecute yes it was a court case and she wins or the da wins she gets stuff back okay Ooh. so we got a, a, a little diversity of opinion on this. Yeah, sure. Two, two, no, this, two this, scenarios, but no cases in one case, and uh, and the elderly woman wins. Elderly woman being don't forget. a critical element in this case. Just go ahead. Tell Fred. not to walk no. over the top of you, but don't no. forget. Remind them of what happens at the end of this hour, Cal. What do we do? We're going to have quick takes. Quick takes. That's a very yeah. important and part. And that's basically what we do at the end of the show. Very similar. Come and bring Blacktop and, and just put her on your driveway. <laughs> Radio-wise speaking. All right, Cal. Take right. us out again. Never mind. Never mind. That was, uh, it's not going to work. Well, we'll be right back with more Radio Law Talk right after this. Stay tuned, please. This is Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and... And on the radio. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. 
This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at PennyAndAssociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't have a bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain, and now I got to work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age, as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence, and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. That is Armadillo. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on radiolawtalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Denise wanted to talk about the Weinstein case, but before we get to the Valerie Harper case, which is very interesting, 
you wanted to discuss Weinstein and what has happened in the. Wait se- a second, we got case or no case. Oh, case you're right. You're here. right. You guys got to start doing that. I do that every single time. <laughs> Not every. You time, have but... to start <laughs> slapping me in the head and let me finish case or no case. I okay. can't do that. Uh, I'm okay. social we, distancing. I want to get a copy of this audio. Fred specifically slap. consented to slap in the. How about head. a whole thing? Says I thought we finished. It. You're right. I forgot. Next, go. Gotta Sorry, Cal. All right. So the question was: uh, Was this a case or no case? And it involved uh, a, a, a got person going up to a driveway and saying, you know, I have some material left over from my last job. I can give you a real deal on refinishing your driveway. Then coming up, going, oh, I don't have enough material. It's going to cost you twice as much, actually total three times as much as I originally quoted. And the victim was elderly. When you say elderly, do we know how old? Uh, in her 70s. Okay, good, good. Elder yeah. abuse. So, well, good because it qualifies. Elder abuse is 65 and over. So Now, here's what's interesting about this. There are some of you who said this was a scenario but not a case. And who was that? That was... Uh, Fred and Denise. That was Fred and Denise. And uh, and Todd, you said this was a case, this correct? Was, I said it was a okay, case. Okay, those of you who say it was not a case, let's see. Oh, I'm so sad. Oh, so oh sad for you. I'm so Jeez. sad. It was... He's smoking us today. I'm telling you. Uh, it was, You're uh, killing us. Me? No, this is the first one I've gotten. Oh, I didn't know. I got, okay. I, no, this is like, I got one point up to now. Okay, so. Do tell, Cal. Well, I'm glad you're working out for you today. <laughs> Here's the story. Here's the story. Uh, the names have been changed to protect the innocent here, by the way. But it is an absolute true case. Uh, Mr. Price and his mates, and those were not their real names, when the police went to their hotel room to raid it, they had collected in cash from this scam in the little city of Oroville one hundred thousand dollars wow. Wow. in cash. So the two Brits were charged with a crime and were deported with the promise that they would never show their face in the United States again, and then they would not file any charges. But the charges were held in abeyance for the length of the of the, uh, what do you call it, the statute of limitations. So they held the charges, said, if you come back, we're going to climb all over you like ugly. As for Yank, he was charged with fraud, elder abuse, criminal case filed, but still pending. And that, ladies and gentlemen, for this hour is our little thing we like to call case... So, so Cal, they so found the hundred thousand. So he gets a, a one point, or because he said case and she wins. Well, well I, she, she got win. her money back. I mean, yeah. I guess that's yeah, kind she of wins. Wins. So a case. She, so yeah. I don't know if she's. Yes, yeah, she, if they seized yeah. the money, they probably paid her back. I say it's. I say it's a win. I say it's a win. I'm so going to give it to Cal. Cal you, you said that the names have been changed to protect the innocent, mm-hmm. right? The paving uh, company so, been so, changed. So, so my question is, has the city and gender of the victim also been? Cal, did this happen to you? Was this you? Did you fall for a scam? No, first off, I don't live in Oroville. Well, that's why I said, did the city and gender of the victim also get changed? No, but so. I did. I did do the. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I did do the news story on the air at my station up there. But yeah, I mean, it, it it was fascinating to me because the biggest reason, and you guys know this better than anybody else, the main reason that these kinds of scams actually work is because somebody somewhere gets greedy and think there's a thinks there's a real deal out there if they'll just listen to this guy they're going to beat the system they're going to get something for below market cost and and you know at least it takes it from his previous company well or whatever you know and that's what happened here let's let's i want to make sure cal the this is is that the, the name of the paving company been changed nope 
Okay, so let's. Well, it's not their fault, right? So no, we don't it wasn't. Wanna... They had nothing to do with this. Okay, right? I want to yeah. make sure we yeah. we, we say I just that. looked up in the in the directory paving companies in Oroville because I did not know the actual in the indictment that I got, I did not get the actual name of the paving company. So okay, I just so... picked one out of thin air. Okay, so yeah. they we want to make sure that they have, they have nothing no to do, liability in this whatsoever. Okay, no. that's I want to make sure we change the names. And, and, and tragically, in cases like this, you know, this was charged as elder abuse, and I used to be the elder abuse prosecutor, and when I was a DA in one of the jurisdictions, I was there. These scams not just entrap the elderly; they target the elderly. Oh, right. yeah. And so they target folks that are of a certain age. They learn about folks off their Facebook pages and Instagram and people posting all sorts of stuff. It's why you got to really be careful. It's not just yourself that you put into liability. If you're posting stuff on Instagram and also posting that you have elderly grandparents and you're talking about this great trip to Mexico you're going to take. Yeah, you don't want to Now do somebody that. out there knows that Bill's going to Mexico and he's got 90-year-old grandparents that live there. Bill makes a call. Hey, I got arrested. I need bail. 5000 Can you Western Union it to me? Great. They Western Union it, and it was never a bill that made the call. Now the 5000 is gone because if you don't put a claim to get that back within 24 to 48 hours, it's gone. And they don't know they've been scammed until Bill comes back from the vacation and Grandpa says, Hey, glad I could get you out of that jam down there in Mexico. And Bill says, What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, and... Elderly right. just gets targeted. I'm going to have to warn my wife now to not be a target. <laughs> yes. Not go to Mexico. Well, the, the smart people do. You know, honestly, on their, their social media, they post their vacations after they get back. Yes. That's yeah. when you post. Yeah, don't post it while you're there. Good point. All right, go ahead, go ahead, Denise. I, I, I jumped the gun uh, This, you know, about uh, the Weinstein thing, but go ahead and tell us what's going on uh, with this $19 million settlement. Okay, so Weinstein filed... Weinstein's company filed a Chapter 11. That's an important backdrop to this. <clears throat> the insurers for Weinstein's company, his brother, and Weinstein himself knew they're going to be on the hook for a lot of money to defend him and or to pay for um, the damages that uh, happened to alleged victims. <clears throat> so they said, let's have a settlement. And in this settlement... I'm going to cough. <coughs> Sorry. Okay, okay. She's going to cough. So in the settlement, hold on. In the settlement, they're talking about um, $19 million. And what happens is there's these lawyers that are going ahead, and uh, it, it, it basically the court, federal court says, no, this class action lawsuit settlement is not going to happen, and we're not going to allow the $19 million settlement. And there's a reason why, and we're going to tell you are later you when serious? we come back. When we come back, we'll tell you, and she's going to get back from her cough drop, and then we'll go from there. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. Radio Law Talk will continue. In then just Valerie Harper stuff. Yeah, that's that's that. going to be interesting. That's the, that's the best one. All right, more Radio Law Talk is coming up right here. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. If you're trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. I realized I needed help to fix my problem before it totally destroyed me. If you've tried to fix your drinking and drug problem and you know you can't do it alone, you need to call the National Treatment Advisors. They'll immerse you into a 30-day program to replace your old habits with new habits and totally change your life. And if you have PPO private health insurance, the entire program may be covered. Fix your problem right now before it gets any worse. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252. 800 296 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. Today we decided... Now, Radio Law Talk continues. Here's your host, Fred Penny. Ah, uh, Denise is back. Uh, not so sick. We feel so bad. That's why this is live radio. It's so exciting. Always something happening, but Denise had a coughing fit, and she's the one that really knows a lot about this Weinstein case. So go ahead and continue uh, with the Weinstein case. Right. So and then start coughing. <laughs> I'm hoping not to. Um, so it's a, a un, unique backdrop because the um, the class action suit was brought two years ago. That was before Weinstein was found guilty and sentenced to 23 years. That was before uh, other lawsuits had been brought against Weinstein and his company for sex crimes. Right? Was it Miramax it was called? What was the company called? There, there was the Weinstein Company, and, uh, and then there was uh, Miramax. Miramax, I, I think believe it was, it was Miramax, his. Yeah. Yes. So nobody really questioned the idea of whether or not you can have victims of sexual abuse be a class action. Leave it to Harvey Weinstein, you know, to have a class action of victims. So the uh, judge in this case, okay, so the, uh, the lawyers in the background of this case worked really, really hard to get an agreement in place and try to settle the vast majority of these cases. The questions were risen, is this a safe or is this a fair settlement? And it, right away there were people, victims that were actually stepping out and saying, no, this isn't fair. The only ones that are going to benefit from this are Weinstein's attorneys, the, the um, companies themselves, and the board, because this allowed, this settlement of insurance monies allowed for there to be payments directly to the attorneys involved and the board director's attorneys and the business 
you know, itself, the attorneys. So the primary benefactor was going to be Harvey Weinstein and his companies and the board directors and their attorneys. And this payment was going to go through the Chapter 11 case. So the judge that here, his name is Judge Alvin Hellerstein. Uh, he said, forget it. We can't have this putative class action and rejected 17 of the 18 cases. Then he looked at this settlement and he said, this is obnoxious. And those were his words because Harvey Weinstein and his companies and the board directors are going to, and their attorneys are going to benefit before other non-secured creditors. And that was a pretty serious thing. And he said, no way, we're not going to let this settlement go through. And we need to rethink about whether or not this is even a proper class action. And basically the judge is saying there's other people that are owed money. And if these people get all this money, there's going to be nothing left for the other creditors in this bankruptcy. Basically. And other victims. Because there's victims. other victims yeah. are not part of this class action. Got it. Right? I got it. And, and one, thing to con- one thing to remember, when we talk about a class action, one of the key things in a class action lawsuit is that the plaintiffs are all similarly situated. Right. Similarly situated in the sense that they have all suffered a very similar type harm, which I see what the judge is doing here when the judge looks at this proposed settlement and says, how is it that we can say that these 18 people are all similarly situated in terms of the harm that they have suffered when one has only suffered $7,500 worth of harm and another has suffered 100 times that at $750,000 worth of harm. The fact that you're proposing such disparate settlement is undermining your claim that these folks are similarly situated. They're shooting themselves in the foot there. Right, and they had come up with a point system. Like if this person was only injured this amount because she wasn't fully molested. Well, she's only going to get this amount. So it was a point system that was kind of very strange. Weird, weird. So, so the they most... essentially proposed some sort of victim bingo to the court. That's Ex- going to go over oh, well. exactly. And here's what the compensation was. <laughs> 18, almost 19 million would go to the victims, but seven, over 7 million was going to go right back to the Weinstein and the companies and the attorneys. Because... So that's not putting that's, the victims first. Got that it. is just absolutely not. And the, the other creditors first. that may have valid claims that may have been other people who had been victimized by the Weinstein. Correct. Now, now look, when when you hear about class action lawsuits, the majority of them, when you get that little postcard in the mail saying you're a member of a class, and you look at it and you, you're thinking, big bucks, I'm finally going to have my student loans oh. paid off, and you look at it and they say. The proposed settlement is for you to get three months of credit protection for free, after which you'll be billed on a monthly basis. And you're like, okay, great, whatever. And a Hershey chocolate bar. And a Hershey chocolate (laughs) bar. The the folks that make money on that are the lawyers. The lawyers make the $3 million, but but when it's spread out over the class, each individual class member doesn't make a lot. But it's the lawyers that make the money, not the defendant. But they're still, let me joke up on the lawyer side, they're working hard. They're working hard to get that done. They they do that, and and it it keeps, I mean, you still have a defendant that has to pay the money out, whether it goes to lawyers or they're still out whatever billion they're out. In this case, you're telling me that the third, when we previously talked about goes to the lawyers, this third would have actually gone part of it back to the defendants. Yeah, it goes back to the defendants and to pay off creditors. That they owe money to, including their lawyers. <laughs> and they're shocked that the judge would not approve it. So that wow. would be insurance money they would get back? Yes. They would get... 
You know, that is nice work if you can get it. <laughs> right? That's like I mean, <laughs> Good lawyers trying to manipulate. They said this has been a two year settlement. They've been working two years on this settlement. Right. And it's it was a like mediation. They, yeah. It was a mediated settlement. Wow, which means there was an independent judge or uh, a retired judge or a lawyer doing this. So there we go. That's it. Let's talk about Valerie Harper. Todd, yeah, yeah. let's let's your yeah. turn. Let's Valerie Harper is I mean, look, this is my era and, and Cal. This you know, uh, a the beloved Mary, actress. The Mary Tyler Moore Show was a very successful sitcom uh, about a news. Basically, uh, it was it was uh, uh, what it's like to be behind the scenes of a television news news team, and that's what it's about. And uh, Rhoda, she be, Rhoda's later what her 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 new uh, what what. Uh, what was Mary Rhoda? Tyler Moore's Mary neighbor. Tyler, yeah, yeah, but it was okay. Neighbor was Rhoda. She Mary became, Richards, right? Mm-hmm. But Valerie Harper was really known for like the sidekick of Mary Tyler Moore right. on this show. Rhoda Morgenstern. And, and was she her got name. three mm-hmm. Emmys mm-hmm. for Mary Tyler Moore and one Emmy for the Rhoda Show. Now there's some interesting things that the Academy is trying to claim here, and what I I had mentioned this to my wife Todd before you get started on this. What's interesting, she has a daughter, and I'm not I'm not disparaging anything. I'm just wondering. They're putting them up for sale for auction, the four Academy Awards. Emmys. The Emmys. I'm sorry, the Emmy Awards. What do you not want to keep one of your mom's Emmy Awards to remember? I don't know. That's me. I'm just more of a historian buff. Well, this yeah. is an interesting thing because I know, for example, in the case of the Grammy Awards, if you win a Grammy and you decide you want to sell it, can't do it. Okay. It belongs to the Grammys. And that's what, go ahead, Todd, yeah. why, what so they're trying to argue. What, about that. Yeah, that, yeah, well, this is the same argument here, so go ahead. Yeah, it, it really so depends. So tell, tell about the auction. So so here's what's going on. The the, the Golden Globes are the uh, foreign press, the Academy of uh, the Foreign Journalists, and then you have the Academy Awards give out the Oscars. Well, the, what is it, the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences gives out the Emmy Award. She won four. And when they got word that these Emmy Awards were going to be put up and auctioned off to the highest bidder, the Television Academy filed for injunctive relief and and was got a temporary restraining order, putting the auction on hold, claiming that the Emmy Awards, the individual award itself has a notice that it cannot be sold or distributed to a third party. Oh. Um, apparently, unless it's given by way of a will. Wait a minute. They have or, a notice, you said? Be well, very so, clear, so clear they, for that. So they have As of what year? They have a notice. That's what they're claiming. The problem is that these awards were won by Valerie Harper. 71, 72. 71, 72, before the notice was actually affixed to the award that didn't start until 78. Now, the Academy, Television Academy is claiming that that's when we started affixing the notice, but it was generally understood, and our policy, even though the notice wasn't there, that, look, you can't sell these awards. Probably some lawyer came along in 78 and said, what, you're not affixing a notice? It's generally understood. It doesn't mean anything. It's like a warranty, you know? And so unless you put it there, so that's why they started putting it there in 78, probably. They've also trademarked 
the statuettes. Yes. So they have a secondary uh, kind of argument that anybody that would buy that statuette, it would be a violation of their trademark. Okay, and, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's and, a good argument. And, and here's the here's the reason why I don't think that works. You could I could trademark. I'm sure Apple has trademarked this computer. But I can still sell it to somebody else. I just can't make another one and call it an Apple computer. Um, but on the other hand, there are actors, at least one that come that will come forward to say, it was generally understood in the acting community that you could do whatever you want with those awards. So the temporary injunction has been in place. It's not been decided yet. We'll have to follow I wanna, Yeah, I want to follow up a little bit on this when we come back because I want to make a few comments about it. Uh, but it's very interesting as to why I think... The uh, Emmy Awards is going to lose. So we'll be back after this. I'll and, tell you what. And the song where the Grammy case was? Patches by Clarence Carter. You can look it up. But Patches, I'm oh. dependent. That was the song where this became the court case where they figured it out. Wow. We'll be back with more Radio Law Talk right after this. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-617-9312 dish tv is better than cable tv why because you can save 45 percent on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill wow take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with dish tv plus you get a free dvr upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation and with dish anywhere you can watch tv for free on your mobile device act fast you can save hundreds of dollars does your cable company do that for you 
I don't think so. Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast, 800-814-5108, 800-814-5108, that's 800-814-5108. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Is this real life? Oh, come on. Now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. So, uh, Fred Penny's uh, take on the Valerie Harper Emmy Award auction. Uh, they The courts did do a temporary restraining That's order. That's right. So they, the auction is going on right now, and uh, so they're not going to be able to auction them off. But, again, it comes down to 1978 is when they... I'm going to say officially put people on notice that the Academy owns these and has the rights to them, and they, other than uh, tr- uh, transporting them or, or passing them down from family. I guess the question is define passing them down. Does it have to be a blood relative? Does it have to be, I don't know, but, but here's the issue. These are 71, 72, and 75. I think the courts eventually, and maybe the lower court might, might be uh, on the Emmy Awards aside, side, but I think even appellate court's going to overturn it and say, you know, I could see anything under 1978 being sold, and you don't have that right because you didn't preserve it. And they're gonna, their argument is, well, it was just generally known. That's what they're saying. That's what they're going to say, but the, uh, the Harper camp has at least one witness that will come forward to say, yeah, we were under the opinion that we could do whatever we want. I just think that, I mean, I look at this, and you look at the amount of money that the, that Harper's daughter or granddaughter was expecting to get as a result of this auction. And then you figure the amount of money that the Television Academy has probably spent in legal fees to challenge this. It seems to me that it would have made much more sense for the Academy to say, you got four awards there. You think you're going to get 15,000 bucks pop? Okay, here's $60,000 for your cause. Give us the awards. We'll take them back. We'll put them in a nice museum of awards somewhere they'll be preserved everybody can see them we save money you get the stuff back i think ultimately the court's going to come in and say yeah maybe they've got a right of first refusal everybody wins you get your money you get your awards back well and then, there is precedent for that because in yeah. the whitney houston case regarding grammys but that was um, 1986 doesn't matter 
they're Grammys, not Emmys. So what 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 happened in that case is that they got the temporary injunction or temporary restraining order, and then the parties settled it and they agreed to a permanent injunction, not so that those uh, Gram uh, the Grammys in that case could not be auctioned off. If they do it here, the reason they filed suit here was to similarly act like this. We're going to protect it. We're going to sue people, and they're going to have a settlement. That's what I think. And then it would that what will be the case result? Permanent injunction. Well, and, it, and really quickly, another reason they may have filed the lawsuit here is all we care about is getting the temporary injunction because if we get a temporary injunction for 30 days and the auction ends before the end of the temporary injunction period, Which it does. then – what difference does it make? We got what we wanted. They're no longer the auction's no longer being held. You couldn't sell it during the auction. Now it's well, they'll, hold a, they'll hold a second auction. Yeah. That's not a problem. Go ahead, Cal. Well, I'm just wondering out loud that why the academies could not say, "Listen, this original statuette is ours. We will give you three duplicates, so your families can have a legacy statuette that they can just keep with them when we award the award. If you want to buy them, you can buy a couple of duplicates. We'll make we'll make sure very clear on there that it's a duplicate. You know that it's one that this is a ceremonial statue, not the original one. What's wrong with Cal, something like that? Cal, they obviously care about that. They put them up for sale, Cal. Oh, here's the ceremonial one. I don't care less about a ceremonial one. I'm putting the normal. What? I'm just wondering, as a, again, as a historian of my family. I'm the kind of guy. It's like I'm. I'm keeping those statutes of my mom, well, sure. oh, yeah. of my of my grandma, or whatever. You know. Or... I, I think Cal, you make a good point about what they could do moving forward. The issue here is how do we deal with the way they were doing yet another thing in the entertainment industry where they're trying to figure out how in 2020 to deal with the way things were done 40 years ago. And the train's already passed them. They're walking forward. and The train just went past them and yeah. it's in the rearview mirror now. Right. And yeah. I think they're going to have a, a I, I just think you can't. You can't say prior to the 78 that you can't sell those things because they're their possessions. And how long have they been in their possessions? Now, I can't find any, but I, I, I my understanding is, and I, don't quote me on this, I think, uh, I remember reading something that there had been um, Emmy Awards in the past that had been auctioned and uh, there were. Sold that's that's what the sold. auction house says. Yeah, wow. that's their argument. Is this is not the first time, and you didn't do anything about the other ones. And yeah. the auction house, they want their money. They get their little yeah. commission off the top. Well, so, fifteen thousand sure. yeah. is what they spent in uh, advertising it, and the judge made uh, the Emmy Awards post a fifteen thousand dollar bond to cover that wow. if they lose. Wow. So you know, I, I think this judge is going to rule for the Emmys. But I think if it goes up an appeal, I think they might lose, and I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna put those out for bid, and Fred Penny's gonna bid on them. I, just, I, can, I can hardly wait for this show to start winning them. <laughs> I know. We're gonna, well, it's gonna I, just, little... I just think it's interesting yeah. that actors are accused of being narcissistic, and they say we're not, and then they have an award called the Emmy, which if you hear it. Sounds like you're spelling the word me. There is but no me whatever. and Emmy. Wait a minute, there yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got we got a couple more quick things. You guys have to don't forget. You have to do your quick takes. Oh yeah, I got, I got my, I got so, my. So so here, time. let's talk about a little bit about a troll in the NFL. Okay, so what's happening in the NFL now, um, especially the move, all the movements going on now to to change names and to, uh, take down statutes, et cetera, et cetera. We're not going to get into that issue right now. Because that is uh, kind of controversial, and we're politically neutral here at Radio Law Talk. We can argue both sides, but here's the thing. They finally come down. It sounds like the Redskins are probably going to change the name. 
right? They, 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 they are. For, okay, yes, yes. Yes. That's, yes. Well, that officially they're going to change. So they're out looking for a name. They have these trolls out there that they troll and start buying up websites, trademarking names. And an interesting thing here, uh, there's an individual, one individual that for uh, the in Washington – for the Washington Redskins is trolling and, and trademarking things. Is that correct? Yeah, he's like thinking of different names that, that that the Redskins can change their name to, and he has gone out and trademarked them. He's basically claiming he's not a troll because a troll is a person that goes out and trademarks all these different expressions and doesn't you plan to use them, but when somebody wants one, he gets paid for that. Right. And he makes money. That's how he makes money. But he's claiming, no, look what I've done. I'm doing something different. I'm not a troll because I have actually trademarked these names, and then I have uh, produced merchandise with those names on it, and I'm selling that merchandise. Thus, I'm not a troll. I'm actually utilizing these trademarks. So he's hoping to capitalize on the Washington Redskins choosing some kind of a name that he has a trademark on. You know, one, one of the examples of this that I can think of when the when the dot-com first started, I remember Dan Marino, former quarterback for the, uh, I was going to tell Dolphins. The, the Buffalo Dolphins, the <laughs> Miami Dolphins, he wanted to use danmarino.com, but this was a little bit later, and somebody had gone through and registered the domain names for a lot of NFL athletes, and DanMarino.com was taken, and he did not want to pay some guy. The guy, I think, was said, yeah, pay me 20000 bucks, you can have it, and he didn't want to pay it. And so I don't know that he, if he, that he ever got it, but that's what, these, that's what people do. And that's why a lot of people say the real, you know, right. and yes. put that before their things because somebody has already trademarked their name, perhaps. Well, I think, yeah. I think you could win that case because in trademarks, you've got to show you're going to use it. You can't just say I'm buying the trademark. Remember, the law is that you got to trademark it. You got to show your you you have used it in the past that name, or you're going to. And I believe me, I talk to my trademark attorney all the time. Just to say I'm taking it and trademark it, not going to happen. But you're you going to lose. You have to have a lawsuit, and it's probably going to yep. cost more than what you would do to pay. Well, for what it. I'm trying to say is, a lot of times the trademark. Uh, well, uh, the U.S. government will kick it back and say, nope, you're not showing proof that you're using it. So or I was thinking it. of this name. The Washington Copperheads. Is that a good name for an NFL team? I think the uh, Snake Lobby might have a problem <laughs> with that. I mean, I the, think any name that has something that is indigenous indigenous to the area, they want to use the Washington Red Tail. Red Tail seems to be the most popular What's Red Tail? Oh, that was a black flying the squadron. The Tuskegee Airmen kind of type stuff. Yeah. That also means it's time for quick takes. And uh, Denise, if you have your quick take ready, what do you say? Um, I, I'm getting on board with this, Cal. Um, when you pass, may I have your Emmys? I yeah. want to auction them. <laughs> of course you may. <laughs> uh, Mr. Kunin, what say you? Well, I'm going to piggyback on the Emmy thing. I think that if they are ultimately put up for auction, we should buy one as Radio Law Talk and give it to Cal so we never have to hear three-time nominee, <laughs> never a winner. He'll finally get one. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Penny, what do you say? Uh, my quick take is uh, let's end this. I'm hungry. I want to go home for lunch. We'll see you later. <laughs> Talk to you next week. <laughs> Out of here. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.
$5,000 or more to the IRS and you cannot afford to make payments to the IRS, you may qualify for the CNC tax program. This is a new program, and if you qualify, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Once you're accepted into this program, the IRS is forced to stop all harassing collection activities. No threatening phone calls, no wage garnishments, no bank levies, and no more monthly payments to the IRS. Get ready to write this number down. It's the most important number you'll ever need to end your IRS tax nightmare. Call Paramount Tax Relief at 800-547-4804 for a free confidential consultation to find out if you qualify for the CNC tax program. Once you are accepted into the CNC tax program, you won't make any payments to the IRS while in this program. Call Paramount Tax Relief now at 800-547-4804. That's 800-547-4804. Again, 800-547-4804. 